Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. So I've been thinking, if you listen to this podcast, you're more than likely a growth-minded person. And I'm thinking that if you have a coach you work with, or even a therapist or a counselor, a mentor of some kind, or even just an accountability partner in anything, you could take anything I'm saying in the podcast, anything on the collective, and bring it to your session or your time with those people to discuss it. So use any of these episodes and contextualize them to you and your life. You don't have to be a coach to benefit from these coaching techniques or tools, strategies, or just the concepts that I teach in general. I'm sharing everything so that you can learn to lead yourself well, to self-govern your life. And I believe that spirit-led self-coaching is the way you do that. You don't have to have a coach or a counselor to grow or be one. That's why I'm giving all of this away here on the podcast, right? Even if you just want to focus on starting a different kind of business or develop stronger relationships, start a ministry you feel God calling you to, whatever it is you want to do, all of this teaching can be contextualized, however it is you want to grow in any area. And if one thing, one episode, one concept, one tool strikes a chord with you here in the podcast, just I encourage you to give it your own focus and talk about it with other people in your life. Don't let it stop here when your phone auto plays to the next available episode. Um, pause, say la, meditate on it, take notes, use it to grow and focus because it is so easy to not be focused. Autoplay. <laughs> Netflix autoplay, podcast autoplay, whatever, everything autoplays, you know, and it just takes us from one thing to the next. And it is so easy to start doing one thing and lose focus. It's easy to start something and do something else without finishing. Start and stop, start and stop. And it's just, it's becoming a lifestyle for so many of us. It becomes a habit. And then your brain thinks that's normal. And this is how we all are. It sees no reason to do it differently. But here's the truth. There are a thousand reasons to not do it that way. Because this distractedness, this being focused on distractions, we are focused on distractions more than we are focused on actual true goals. We've got to become aware of this. And it is working great for you. This focus on distractions is working great for you if you want to stay the same. It is working great for you by allowing you to accomplish 
less. It's, a, it's allowing you to risk less and succeed in less areas of your life. Distractions are like the essence of our culture today. There are distractions in our back pocket, on our wrists, in our ears, in front of us, everywhere. They let us escape. And escapism is one of our greatest enemies in today's culture. But when you want to escape or relax once in a while, which shouldn't be a problem, um, it has become such a way of life that it's normalized. And our brains are being hard hardwired to do it all of the time for any reason. Now we live in a time when so many people work from a device of some kind and the distractions are on it. We can't even stay focused on the thing that offers all of the distractions, right? It's, it's a, everything is synced, you know? My computer syncs to my phone, syncs to my iPad, syncs to my AirPods, syncs to <laughs> la 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 la. I mean, it's just like this chain link of synchronicity of all of these notifications and oh my goodness what are we doing with it right so we haven't been taught well to navigate the overload and the overstimulation and then we're driving places with our overstimulated brains at the wheel we are we are operating something that weighs 2 3000 pounds or more and we're trusted to be on the road with people's lives at risk, right? <laughs> Their lives are at stake in front of us. You know, I am on Canva all of the time creating worksheets and presentations and templates and teachings. I'm just always in Canva. And so when you are making something in Canva, all of the text it, it's all in boxes, right? You can change the fonts and such. And I love it. But the other day, I was on the side of the road and I saw the words on the road. My brain saw the words as if they were in text boxes, like in Canva. And you know what? My brain wanted to move some of the words to the left. <laughs> and I saw a box, the text box around these words, and my brain was actually functioning and, and having a process as if I could reach up and with my forefinger, click a button and move those words on that street sign. Come on. <laughs> I literally had to physically shake my head to stop it. Have you ever picked up a piece of paper, a menu, or some kind of item and your brain wanted to tell your thumb and forefinger to zoom in? Yeah, distracted, habitized. That's, I'm making that up, okay? We are being, <laughs> we are habitized <laughs> to these things because we're doing them over and over again. And then they're just showing up and um, it's, it's not helping us. So I have to say this again. I'm going to share something because I know I've taught it in earlier episodes, but we find ourselves shaving a yak all day long. So it's a reference to doing something that's a related task, um, chaining task to what you were doing that distracts you from your original intent and goal. 
So you can Google it. I'm not going to share it again. But my real world example is called Cloroxing Trash Cans. Okay. And this is what it looks like. I want to record a podcast episode for tomorrow morning. I sit at my desk to begin, and then I see my first things first, uh, post it with today's middle things that are on my calendar. And one of them is to start the laundry. And I know I could throw in a load now, so I could I run the basket downstairs to throw it in. Well, I see that my daughter left the vacuum down there instead of bringing it back up and plugging it in. And I know in the laundry room, which is also the guest room, all of these tiny little worms that come in and curl up and die all summer long, regardless of pest control, they're all over the floor. So I vacuum up and I go upstairs to empty the vacuum canister when I see the trash can is full and needs to go out. So I take the bag out after emptying the canister. I throw it off the lanai (laughs) because we just go outside onto the lanai and then it's up on the second floor. So we throw the trash down to the trash can and get it later. (laughs) And while I'm on the lanai, I see that the grill didn't get covered last night, right? So I go to cover it and and I'm checking the um, propane before I cover it because I'm like, ah, am I, let's just check it, right? So I see that it it's empty. It's, um, it needs to be refilled. So I take it down back through the, the door downstairs and I load it into the back of my van. Um, and I grab the extra one cause that's empty too. And I'll fill them at Costco later. Cause that is the cheapest and best place to get them filled. Um, but in the back of the van, I see that somebody was, who was supposed to help bring in the groceries two days ago left a cooler bag in there in the summer heat, trapped in my car for 48 hours. So next thing you know, I'm in the kitchen dumping sour milk down the sink and evaluating my life's purpose, counting out how many more years are there going to be people in my life who don't follow through. I settle on the great number called sideways eight, right? Meaning to infinity and beyond. (laughs) And then Afterwards, I come back to my desk, I see my cold coffee, I look at my computer, and I wonder, what the heck was I doing? So I go back to the kitchen, I put my coffee in the microwave for 30 seconds, I take a deep breath, and then I realize I'm seeing that the trash can has no bag in it. So I get it, I go to get a trash bag, but then I'm like, there's the Clorox, right? And I'm like, I should probably just Clorox the inside of the trash can before I put a bag back in there. So I do all that, I put the bag in. And then I walk back to my desk and I sit down and I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Record tomorrow's podcast episode. Well, I did not bring my coffee and my husband walks in hours later and says, were you wanting this? Because he found it in the microwave and it's no, it's still cold. Now I Cloroxed the trash can. So that I could have coffee while I record my podcast so that the laundry could be running while I'm recording my podcast. And all of that takes me half an hour, which I could have written out, scripted, fully thought through, recorded and published my podcast in 30 minutes had I given it my focus and said, Laundry is later. (laughs) So Cloroxing the trash can. 
That is something I could do all day long and it will not benefit me. Does Do all those things need to get done? Yes. But could they have been done later? Yeah, they could have. So how do we get ourselves to retrain our brain to actually focus on something and commit to it, decide we will do it, right? Well, because I've learned how beneficial these things are, I'm always going to harp on them. So I'm going to say that what you want to focus on needs to be chosen. You actually have to choose your focus. So for me, if it's recording a podcast episode, I need to actually say out loud, my focus is recording the next episode or this particular episode. This is my focus. And I say it out loud. I recommend that you say it out loud. I recommend you write it down. I recommend you tell people about it around you. I am recording my episode today. I am recording my episode this morning. I am recording my episode this morning between 9 and 10 a.m. That's when it's happening. And determine the best time of day that works for you, for you to give focus to whatever your attention needs to be on. Create anticipation around it. Get yourself a ritual and just, you know, determine what is going to create that workspace, that focus space. Okay, I'm at my desk right now. I have a hot cup of coffee next to me, cooling down quickly. I have my microphone. I have um, all of the, the things that I need. I already went to the bathroom. I put um, chapstick on so that my, my lips don't get dry while I'm talking for half an hour. My fan is on so I don't get too warm while I'm sitting here and want to stop so that I can go do something to change it. All of the things I've determined What are the things that the distractions that need to go away? There's a post-it note on the door on the other side of the door that tells people I'm recording so that they have learned to respectfully understand my boundaries. I have determined what needs to happen so I can be focused right here to deliver some kind of value to you to do what I have said I will do. That is my focus, and I've determined the distractions that need to be go need to go away. I've determined the things that need to be in place for me to function at my highest level right here. I know where my recording window needs to be. It needs to be on the right hand side of the computer. I've I know that, you know, I've just I have a ritual, and I have anticipation of setting things up so I can get into this focus. I like things to be cleaned and a little bit organized, but it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not OCD anymore (laughs) about it. I have my drink, you know, if I'm working on something, I might put in my AirPods because I got the noise canceling ones on purpose. I may keep them in just for silence, but I also might turn on instrumental music. So your mental focus comes after your visual focus. What is in front of you? What is taking away your, um, your, what is bringing your eyes away from what you need to focus? Where your eyes go, your mind's going to go. What you are focusing on 
will grow. So if you start focusing on scrolling, you, that's what you're going to give more attention to. Your attention's going to grow over there. So put all of those things away. You have to um, I think of it like those, what do you call them? I don't know what they call them, but I remember it got really popular with everybody always had a something hanging on the wall and you had to like let your eyes kind of focus yet relax so that these weird pictures, something would suddenly start popping out of them, right? So it'd be this multicolored blue nothingness on the wall or in a book. But once your eyes focused in a relaxed state almost, things would start going in and out and suddenly you would see a pod of dolphins <laughs> that was never there before. And it's just because you're staring at this thing and you're giving it focus and suddenly things that were you never saw as you were passing by without focus appear to you. And I think of it like that. I've got to figure out what that's called. But that is... Um, the kind of focus that you need to give something. And it's it's a little bit of a tunnel vision that you need to get into so that you can really give it your all for a period of time, which I suggest you use the Pomodoro technique if this is something you need to work on, if this is a skill set you need to grow in. Because multitasking is inefficient. And I believe in batch work. So batch your work. If you're going to clean, clean for 20 minutes. And we've already talked about this in other episodes. Determine that you will do this thing for 25 minutes. And then take a five minute break and determine what the next thing is that you will focus on for another 25 minutes. So give it 25 minutes and only that one thing gets 25 minutes from you and then a five minute break. Stay off of all devices while you're on that five minute break. Keep your eyes moving around. Don't focus on one small thing because that's what you're doing for 25 minutes is you're giving your eyes and your brain a focus on one thing for 25 minutes. Now for the five minute break, look up, look around, keep your chin up, go outside, do something, take a walk, just um, go play with your dog, go, go pet your cat, go, <laughs> go look at the sky and, and let your eyes take a break, especially if the thing you're focusing on is on a device. It is so important, not just for your brain, but your eye health, okay? You can go look that up for yourself. But the, the Pomodoro technique was developed by this guy back in the 80s, Francesco um, Cirillo, and he used a tomato-shaped kitchen timer. Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. So he named it the Pomodoro Technique because, you know, in the 80s, we didn't actually have smartphones. We didn't have timers on our phones. We had phones on the wall <laughs> with long, um, if you were lucky, you got like the long 25-foot spiral cord that let you go into a different room or a closet with your with your phone call. Um, so he used a tomato kitchen timer. And I recommend you do get yourself a timer because if your timer is on a device, guess what? That's not fun. Just don't do it. I don't even know how, I don't even have to tell you the consequences of that. You, you're smart. So, all right. When you start to focus on something, 
your brain is going to resist you. There's a good chance, unless you're like, oh my gosh, can't wait to do this. But if you're doing something that has to get done, something that needs your focus, but maybe you're not feeling inspiration, it doesn't matter. Your brain's going to resist it to some degree. And um, your brain's resistance to a new activity or like if you feel a block, like an inspiration block, create writer's block, um, worker's block, <laughs> okay, mom block, whatever you feel block. It's it's just the brain's resistance to this next activity you're trying to get into. It's not a lack of ability. It's not a lack of creativity. Your brain is wired to keep you safe, and often that's interpreted by comfort. Your brain safety and comfort go together. So if your brain's wanting to keep you safe and not doing anything crazy, then it's going to want to keep you comfortable, keep you in bed, keep you out of the gym, keep you from eating that, you know, just a handful of spinach because your body needs it, you know, ew, that's not comfortable to me. Um, So a new activity, especially if there's any importance associated with it, may cause your brain to feel a threat. You know, it wants, it's a, might, might be cognitive dissonance. It's something outside of what your brain expected. So it's going to respond with a safety trigger. Stop, drop, and scroll, it will say. Stay the same. Don't make waves. Keep the change. Don't be the change. <laughs> so you are going to have to make conscious decisions. And I can tell you that if you can push through the first five to 10 minutes, or right around eight minutes of doing something that your brain or your body doesn't want to focus on, you'll be on the other side. Make yourself a note. Even set yourself a timer for eight minutes and let it go off telling you, like, look at that. You plowed through for eight minutes. And now your brain is getting in alignment with what you're saying you're going to do. And you can do that by saying, I know what I'm focusing on. I have clarity. I've decided to do it, I commit to finish it, and this is my process. My strategy is I'm going to do it for 25 minutes straight and take a five-minute break. And at some point, you can actually, as you develop this focus skill, you can grow that 25 minutes into 30 and 40, 45 minutes, and take work for focus time longer and take a little bit longer break, take 10 minutes. Work for 45 minutes, take a 15 minute break. And stay off of the devices. Keep your perspective and your vision wide so that you can come back. Your brain needs to go wide so it comes back and has the ability and function um, and desire to go narrow when you're focused on something. So if you... um, I'm trying to think of like a bunny slope. If you were going skiing, you know, you would start out on the bunny slopes and you would start just doing something. So if you need to get something done, just do something. If I'm not feeling inspiration about um, a certain area of focus, if I'm not feeling inspiration about episodes or teachings, you know what I do? I get on my Kindle and I go find a book about that subject, or I listen to a podcast about that subject. And if I can get through that first eight minutes, and I can get my brain actually moving in the direction, I it does get my brain 
working. It's like I just get on the bunny slope and I just start doing something. And it's it's productive consumption. I'm actually consuming something in order to produce, right? And it's a warm-up to the work that I'm going to do. And you you go down the bunny slopes and it, it just – you haven't skied in a while, you know? So <laughs> you just get on the bunny slope and, and get your – your muscle memory back, get your brain start functioning and and operating in the way that you need to before you go down the green or the blue. Don't go down the black diamond. It's happened to me before accidentally. I just recommend wait on that one. And um, if you don't have contacts, you need to get some because when you can't see the sign coming and you don't know that Staying to the left of that sign is going to put you on a black hill, a black diamond, when you've never been on anything but the bottom half of a green. Um, Go get contacts. Just personal experience. Anyway, so if you are trying to, let's say, build a business or do anything that would make your life more meaningful, okay, I suggest that you give it 90 minutes of focus a day. Now, if you are a full-time, you know, you have a full-time job or you have little kids that are your full-time job, whatever it is, you can navigate that and um, modify to 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day with the Pomodoro technique, right? 25 25 minutes on, five minute break. 25 minutes on, five minute break. Put sticky notes on the door, like tell everybody you're not available or wait till they're in bed or get up before they're awake, whatever you have to do. Decide what your focus is make a commitment to it, you decide to do it and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to prioritize it and then get a strategy and stick to it. So stop the self-sabotage. Determine that you're not going to continue sabotaging your ability to accomplish this thing or reach this goal or succeed in an area or do the thing you've always wanted to do. So make a commitment, a committed decision to give 30 or 60 or 90 minutes of focus per day to this one thing, right? Maybe it's 60 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and 90 minutes or more on Saturday. Just tell the people around you you're doing something for yourself and that you're doing something really important that will eventually benefit your family. So there's a thing called focusmate.com. And it's an interesting concept to me. I haven't tried it, but you can actually meet with someone you don't know. You have, um, you connect on the computer, you sign up for it, and you actually have consequences if you don't show up. You can be kind of like um, turned in, (laughs) I guess. And so if you're the kind of person who responds better to external expectations, uh, like you'll only go to the gym if you have your workout partner's right sneaker, and you're only going to show up, not for yourself because you made a committed decision to yourself, but because you don't want the other person to suffer because you didn't bring their sneaker to the gym, do it. Set yourself up for success or loss where you actually have to experience one of them. You have to do something. And if you don't do it, you actually experience loss. And if you do do it, you experience success. Or maybe you experience 
failure that you learn from, which is a requirement before success comes. So <laughs> make find somebody to be a co-investor who's going to get into the game with you and trade something with them. You can check out focusmate.com and see if that's something that you would like, or you can actually develop the same concept and have um, a co-working time with somebody. They don't even have to be doing what you do, but just get on the phone and put it on mute. But you're both there and you're determining you're going to work for 25 minutes. And then maybe you talk for five minutes and then you work for 25 more minutes. Get in the game and get somebody in there with you. And you might just need somebody to show up for. So if you don't feel like your focus is really making a difference, um, which a lot of new coaches, they're trying to, and you can contextualize this to whatever it is that's in your life, but I'm going to talk about people who start businesses to become coaches. If you're never talking to clients, prospective clients, if you don't have anybody to work with, what's the motivation? So you have to go find somebody, even if you're giving away free sessions, even if you're just practicing, even if you're just trying something out and you fail fantastically, great. Look what you learned and you showed up. And that deadline actually gives you the pressure knowing that somebody's waiting on you to show up in in an hour to a session. And for 30 minutes, you're going to coach them on this one thing. Decide what the one thing is, the first step. That's going to encourage you to get in Canva and create content and tools and worksheets and checklists and whatever. Develop a strategy for that one person. And you finally find, I have a reason and a purpose to do this. And I have a time frame in which it needs to be done. Remember Parkinson's law, the work will expand to the amount of time you give it. So if you don't have to do it till next week, you think you have a week to do it. Not true. That is not helping you. So the purpose of someone else depending on you might just give you the deadline and accountability you need to focus on it. I'm saying all of this from personal experience. I am not preaching to you without knowing exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) So (laughs) I encourage you to develop the skill set and the muscle of focus. And the um, next episode that I'm going to do is going to be about a focused life. I want you to remember all of these things. So just to recap, I'm going to tell you to determine and write out maybe in a few words, what is your focus of attention? Like the result that you need to get. Published episode, okay? That is my focus of attention right now. Must have published episode, okay? So I had to determine when is the best time for me to focus on that? In the morning. That's when I, that's when it is good for me. And I have the anticipa- anticipation of it, I've developed the ritual that I need, the, the atmosphere, the things that need to be here, the things that don't need to be here. I've determined those things. I've turned off all my notifications. I have my drink. I have the focus of a clean desk. <laughs> and I focused my vision on the dolphins in the water. <laughs> I've got to find out what that's called. Okay, I actually had to stop 
before I published this and find out. They were called magic eye pictures or auto stereograms. But the brand name was Magic Eye, I guess. And so it's like images that are taken from slightly different angles. And then you use, like, you kind of cross your eyes, <laughs> like a relaxed focus. And then the pair of images converge into a 3D image. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't want to leave you hanging. I had to tell you what it was. So go get your visual focus in order so that your mental focus can thrive. Okay? Get on the bunny slope. Don't Clorox the trash can. Don't shave a yak. Go get focused. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.